Forge FC is ready for their upcoming match. Simply stunning stuff. And finally, their goal. My word, what a rocket. Now, let's get you up to date with Anthony Urcioli and Match Day Preview on the Forge Audio Network. Hey, Forge fans, it's the Forge Audio Network. I'm Anthony Urcioli. It's a Match Day Preview, and what a match we have in store for you. Pacific FC in town in Hamilton on Saturday at 7 o'clock to take on Forge FC. Make no mistake about it. Pacific, the most in-form club in the CPL right now after just running roughshod over Vancouver specifically. But in general, it's a team that scores quite a bit of goals and Forge is going to have their handful. Hands full. It's one thing that this is a, I mean, it's a rivalry match anyway, but when you have Pacific playing the way they've been playing, you have Forge being in first place, being who they are. I mean, the history between these two clubs, it just, uh, we're in store for something special. You just kind of get that feeling and it all happens in Hamilton. Uh, you can be there live forgefc.ca slash tickets. Also, um, it's the, the annual pride game which, I mean, I can't wait to get my hands on one of those Pride Forge hats. T-shirts will be there as well. Also, proceeds, a portion of them will go to Spectrum Hamilton. So you're also supporting youth in the community. There, there, there's no downside to, to any of this at all. Um, so, so be there, get your hands on some merch, and uh, enjoy the match because it should be quite the show. If you haven't been paying attention to Pacific... Um, they're the, the, the bell of the ball at the moment, currently in second place at the table, uh, forage with a point up. They have 16 Pacific is 15, but uh, Pacific also has a match in hand. So this could go South if forge drop points to Pacific on Saturday, also giving up a match in hand. However, on the flip side of that, a win Saturday guarantees a little bit of cushion between forge and Pacific Forge, I think they want to be better at home. I'm just going to go out on a limb. In five matches at home, one win, three draws, one loss, not good enough for Forge FC and not good enough for Tim Horton's field. Just six points in five matches. The bulk of this club's points have come on the road where where they've been very good. They need to be able to translate that to success at home. Uh, Pacific on the road, they played three matches 11 goals for, five against, uh, seven points in just three matches. I will say this, though. A lot of the, a bulk of those goals came very recently. They scored six against their geographical rivals, Vancouver FC. Uh, nice little rivalry, by the way, being built between the two BC clubs. It was the second time these two clubs have met. Here's what you need to know about that last match. It was 2-2 in the 59th minute. 2-2 in the 59th minute. When it was all said and done, the final was 6-3 for Pacific. Um, this season, goals scored per match. Pacific, 2.3. Forge, 1.2. One club is showing a little more quality in terms of their finishing than the other, um, and it's Pacific. If you even want to look at the goal conversion rate, and actually, before we get to that, Let's just let's go back to Forge's last match. It was on the road over the weekend in Calvary. Forge had just played five matches in 16 days, uh, which is grueling because not I mean not only are you playing matches, it's across competitions. 
Uh, there's travel, a lot of travel in between. I mean, you're, you know, you're going out west. It's just, there's a lot. It was a lot. Now, though, some you get a chance to be at home, compress for a week. You get a full week of training, something they haven't had in over a month. Um, those training sessions are very meaningful. And if you know how Forge, if you've seen how Forge trains, the intensity at which they train, you'll understand why it's so important. I mean, you know, the way you train typically translates to how you perform in matches. And when you don't have that full week, it just, it just, the, the rhythm isn't quite there. You don't get a chance to work on some things, prepare for your opponents as well as, and it's not to say this club isn't prepared going into these matches, but to have those extra days, I mean, it's just added preparation. It, it can't be a bad thing. So Forge now, full week to prepare, and they will take on Pacific. After that match against Calvary, the last match, where Forge scored a 94th minute equalizer, was Jordan Hamilton after a, just flawless Kyle Becker delivery, which we shouldn't even be surprised at anymore, but it's still just very pretty to watch. Um, so Jordan Hamilton securing the point that Forge really needed um, after that long stretch of games. By the way, here's Bobby Smirniotis after that match talking about his club's resiliency. Something uh, that builds up in a team and it builds up in the DNA and the culture of the group. Um, it's one thing I, I ask uh, from the players, you know, to try and be as consistent as possible in the in the good, uh, but also when things aren't going well in the game, um, because that's football. I said it on Wednesday night. We got scored on the 93rd minute. You know, it happened to us uh, in that moment, and uh, the football gods will turn around and give us one at some point. Um, so you just have to keep an uh, an even state of uh, of a mindset, and that's one thing we try and do with the team. We don't get too excited after wins. We don't get too down after losses. And if you keep that mentality, it helps you in games like this one. Even killed. Um, Forge FC. So, yeah, listen, with that, like I said, it's it's a bit of um, you almost get to hit the restart button after that really grueling stretch. And that's good news for a club. By the way, listen, we need to point this out. The grueling stretch, dropping points at home, all of these negatives. This club's in first place as of right now. At the time of this broadcast, Forge FC is in first place. And that's with Really, um, this club not even living up to its potential. Good news for Forge, bad news for the rest of the league. What an opportunity this Saturday against Pacific. Let's get let's get back to the numbers here. And this is where Forge needs to get better. The goal conversion rate, this is a big one. We've seen Forge dominate games, dominate possession, time on attack. Um, dangerous, dangerous opportunities, shots on target, all these things, touches in the opponent's box. It just, it just has not translated to enough goals. So goal conversion rate this season for Forge, 13.58%. 13.58. By comparison, Pacific this year, 22.5. Better than a fifth, almost a quarter of Pacific's shots on target are finding the back of the net. That is massive. And so this, again, you look at it, you go, this isn't good, but we're still in first place. So at the end of the day, it's 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 an opportunity to, to like I said, kind of hit that reset button. Um, a bulk of the damage for Pacific have come from their attackers. Kakuta Mane, by the way, leads the league in goals per 90 minutes. 
He has 0.97, almost a full goal per 90 minutes this year. Um, shots per 90, Kakuta Mane, 3.9 leads the league. So he's leading the league in shots per 90 and leading the league in goals, meaning he is being efficient with his chances. This is what Forge wants to see out of their guys. Worth noting, right? Jordan Hamilton, second in the league in shots per 90, 3.7 just behind Manet. Um, and, uh, you know, if you're looking at those numbers and going, well, that doesn't make, how is Forge, how do they have more points when Pacific's scoring like crazy? Uh, well, it has to mean Pacific's giving up some goals, and they are. Good news for Forge FC. Because save percentage this season, number one in CPL, Tristan Henry, 75%. Goals conceded per match for Jeff C. 0.89, that's second in the league. But Valor, who's in first, is at 0.88. So a, a just a tenth, a tenth of a point of a goal um, conceded by Forge FC. So yeah, 0.89, Forge among the top of the league right now. And um, Pacific is at 1.13. So they're giving up goals. I mean, they're giving up at least a goal per match, um, a little more than that. So yeah, there's an opportunity. There's a weakness here that can be exploited. And Pacific in goal, two young keepers, Gazdov and Basquet, head-to-head. Uh, excuse me, those are the two. I mean, let's. those are your two young keepers for Pacific. And and they, they haven't quite split the matches 50-50, but it's been close to that. So young keepers, untested, still something to prove. And uh, Pacific, they, they, they can be scored on. Also in Forge's favor, the head-to-head series. Forge is 10-2-3 against Pacific over the last four-plus seasons. So again, we're looking at some good news for Forge FC. Joining us now in the match day preview, uh, a regular, I guess, on the program, Alexander Gage-Ruzik. He's a regular because uh, he's he knows his stuff. I mean, he wouldn't be invited back this often if he wasn't the, the go-to guy. Alex, welcome back. Yeah, pleasure as always, Anthony. Excited uh, for for a huge game this weekend. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of. I mean, I'm looking. You know, we can look at the stats and the, the table, and I mean, technically, Forge is still at the top of the table, but Pacific. I mean, is it fair to say Pacific has been the best team in the league this year? Just just looking at their full body of work. Yeah, I think it's safe to say um, they had. You know, the, the start of games where, you know, they had that run of win, draw, and loss in their first three. But since then, they've, they've turned it up a whole other level. I mean, a couple of huge wins with a lot of goals, which catches the attention. Sandwiched in there with a couple of draws, but you'd understand it given they were balancing the Canadian Championship. And the fact they were able to bounce back from a tough loss and just go right into a, a derby game with Vancouver and completely blew the doors off in the second half. I mean, it just shows what this team is able to do. It's very deep, especially in the offensive end. And it shows that they're, you know, they're already almost pushing 20 goals when, when no one else has more than 11. It just shows the the offensive quality they got. Yeah. I, I, I was kind of just following the game um, on the periphery, I guess I looked and it was two, two. And then I got the final alert at the final and I saw six, three. And I'm like, how it was like the 59th minute and it was two, two. And then the, the doors just kind of blew open. Um, I don't know, you know, break this down here. What, what, what is it about Pacific this year? Because they, they seem to be scoring at will. 
Yeah, I think they've just kind of struck a very good formula for for what they have. I think first and foremost, they're deep. I think that was clear heading in. I mean, Easton Ongaro is coming in. He's scored in this league before. He already had Josh Hurd. Uh, Manny Aparicio was always going to chip in from midfield. Gennaro Daniels is always a, a force up front just in his pressure and his energy. You know, David Brazau looks like an intriguing profile. Kakuta Mane is, has been in the league, uh, or not been in the league, but been in North America and done done well. Uh, you know, you add Eamon Salouf and what he's brought to the table. Like, those are lots of great names. And I think the key is that James Merriman has struck a balance in that, look, it's an open spot. If you play well, you will start the the next game. And because of that, players are hungry to contribute off the start because they want to keep their spot. But also, if you're coming off the bench, which ended up being the case for someone like Salouf in this game, you want to prove yourself. And because of that, they're getting great. Uh, these offensive performances are coming off the back of great starts, but also how they finish games, too. Yeah, I was kind of looking at the head-to-heads between these two clubs, and Forge has um, the edge just based on their previous meetings. But some close games in there. I, I don't know if the you know the numbers. I was surprised to see that Forge had that big of an edge head-to-head because it seems like it's been closer. So when you have two clubs now, we know how Forge likes to play. We see how Pacific has been playing this year and the way they're scoring. Are you expecting kind of a game of fireworks or does kind of the reverse happen when you have two really good offensive teams? Does it almost cancel each other out where it might be tough to find goals in this one? Yeah, for sure. And I think with these two teams, it is going to be a bit cagey. And I just say that because almost at times with all the attackers both teams have, you forget that they're very good defensively. They're pretty much statistically the top Forge is the top team in terms of underlying numbers. Pacific's in the top three. They've been top mm-hmm. for most of it, um, if not for, for you know, a few goalkeeping struggles. So really, like, these are two very good defensive teams, and, and you almost, yeah, you just forget that at times. I mean, Pacific had a bit of a slip-up uh, against Vancouver. They allowed three, and they were not happy about it. But also that helps that when you do have those rare off nights, you can put six past another team and, and overcome that. So I think because of that, I think both teams – we'll know, okay, you can't give up any cheap goals. You have to defend at your best. And I think it's no coincidence that in their first meeting, that 1-0 KG match away, where it easily could have been 0-0 if not for a bit of a mistake there uh, you know, from Emil Gazdov, that, look, this is going to be a KG game and a game where it could come down to one or two chances. Yeah, and, and that could be what differentiates these two clubs is, is between... Um, I was going to say between the pipes, but that's, that's more of a hockey term, but uh, in goal. So, you know, you have Tristan Henry... Really, I don't know what more you can say about Tristan Henry and his body of work since uh, since this league has started. But for Pacific, I you know the the two keepers have they haven't split the starts down the middle, but both have contributed this year. Is that kind of that um, maybe not necessarily a weakness, but is there? Um, let's just say if you're Forge, maybe an area where you can get an edge is between in uh, in goal. From Pacific, especially when you compare it to what Forge has, yeah, I think it'd be safe to say early on in the season it'd be an area of growth that Pacific, you know, would want to hone in on, and it's understandable. I mean, Emil Gazdov, just nineteen. This is a position where it's you know typically for older players. It's such a tough, demanding position. So he's been kind of learning as he, as he goes, and we've seen the brilliance of it, such as the penalty shootout against Calvary in the Canadian Championship and some of the big saves, but also we've seen the other end of it with some of you know these goals that, that would, he'd want back. Interestingly enough, I think 
Uh, you know, Pacific have tightened the gears a lot late, and I think the insertion of Kieran Basket has helped a lot. I think it's someone where he just, you know, he, he, given that he's only 21, I can't say he's a veteran, but by comparison, he is a veteran. He's already had a couple seasons under his belt. He, you know, has over 20 games in this league, and you can tell immediately that just having him in has given Pacific a bit more of a calming head back there, someone who's got a little more of that experience. So, I think it's something where now with Basket there and maybe Gazdov having had that taste can push and learn and, and go from there, it should improve. But it is something where, as we saw in the other game, it can be an issue. And uh, for, for Pacific, they'll hope that they left those uh, problems in the past. What do you make, uh, and, and I call them struggles just because, you know, with Forge, I mean, when you see the possession, you see the expected goals, you see the shots, the attempts, all those things, uh, the dangerous attacks, all those stats skew in Forge's favor, but not a ton of offense to show for it. I mean, can, can you kind of make sense of why maybe that just final, that extra little touch, that extra quality just has been lacking this season for Forge? Yeah, it's a great question. It's one I've been pondering myself because, again, you look at the underlying metrics like forge is doing very well in terms of chance generation you watch the games you know they're, they're spending a lot of time in the final third but it's right when it comes down to these big moments they're, they're not executing and i feel like it comes down to a multitude of factors i think one is just you know sharpness and rhythm sometimes with your forwards you just got to get get them going and then as you see with pacific all of a sudden they were struggling at the beginning of the year they got their guys going and now it's just rhythm and everyone's kind of in that moment Another one worth wondering about Forge is just if fatigue's catching up to them. It's in, in the sense that, look, this is a team filled with returnees and, you know, they played together in Champions League and CONCACAF League and all these exploits. Over the course of three to four years, that stuff can add up to you, especially at moments like this where it's kind of the early on in the season, they just had a heavy accumulation of Canadian championship in the league and you can just kind of hit like a mental block, a, a block of sorts and, you know, where you're f maybe you don't feel fatigued, but just maybe, you know, it's a bit of a grind, that, that, that mental fatigue from playing so many games. So uh, it feels like for them, because of both, if you're looking at both of those factors, if you want to call it sharpness, if you want to call it that fatigue, usually it just, you know, requires one big game, one big outburst. And, uh, you know, for, for Bobby, maybe it'll just also require rotating through, playing with some combinations. Maybe you'll see a bit more Paseas on the wing and Campbell up front. Maybe it's Paseas and Hamilton, a pair that we haven't, you know, seen all that often at Forge or, or something along those likes to get it going because the pieces are there. That's no doubt. Yeah, and one player that has, uh, I mean, we can talk about fatigue, and that's an interesting point you brought up. Uh, but Kyle Becker looks like he's, you know, still a kid the, the way he's been playing this season, the energy, the work rate, um, and the creation too, just, I, I mean, the playmaking ability was always there, but it's really been something that he's been showcasing this season. Uh, it just, you know, to have a guy face the franchise, the captain, and it seems like every year people want to kind of say like, oh, maybe he's kind of on the downslope and, you know, maybe Noah Jensen's about to come in and kind of, be the, the the permanent starter but um Becker's having uh, at least up to this point one of his better seasons I think yeah and it, 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 he's thriving in this sort of new role he has where it's not say like 2019 or 2020 Kyle Becker when he was the guy he was the guy mm -hmm. doing everything it was everything would run through him he'd play every minute of every game you know he has these moments where he doesn't have to be the guy. He can take a night off and, you know, you're going to throw in a Noah Jensen if he's, you know, if Kyle Becker's looking tired. You have games where he doesn't have to take every set piece or every penalty, every, 
you know, make every run, et cetera. And I think just this fact he's been able to kind of play in this more of a free role, plus when he's in, in midfield now, because there's, you know, a quality glut of, of midfielders who can defend. Think of your Hojabapurs and your Abubakar Suzokos and Achinoti Janssens kind of allows Becker as well just to focus on the offensive side of his game and not as much hard running. And I think it's showing because we, we know the talents, the two feet, the crossing, the shooting. And when you're not having to do as much hard running, especially maybe like someone like Kyle Becker pushing on, you know, just hit 30 couple not that long ago and it's pushing into that age, the more efficient you can be, the better it's going to help your offense. And I think it shows with uh, with some of the performances he's having. You know, I was thinking about this. I there there is a path. I mean, it's not incredibly likely, but we could see a CPL club face off against Lionel Messi at some point. If if all if everything the stars align, it's not likely, but it's possible. Um, I just remember the the scene at Tim Hortons Field when Toronto FC was in town, and I can just imagine Lionel Messi playing at the Tim Hortons Field. But we can uh, we can hope. Is it too soon? to call this weekend's matchup a CPL final preview? Or, or are these two clubs, does it look like these two clubs are going to be the ones to beat? I feel like this would have to be some sort of final, if not semi-final preview with the new format, mm-hmm. right? You know, the top two right. teams facing off. So just because, again, I think with their depth, the fact that the biggest thing is the fact that they're one and two now, despite making deep runs in the Canadian Championship, that's out of the way. That's dusted. Now they right. they can allocate all of their resources into league games, right? Because they were splitting. Some guys would be focusing on Canadian Championships. Some guys would be focused on the league. You know, other teams haven't had that, uh, haven't needed to do that. You can see York, for example, just having a, a little bit of a lighter schedule has helped them immensely make this run up the table. So I think just based on their depth, based on what they've shown so far, the pedigree as well, which always helps to have been there and have won it before. Absolutely. I think this is an early, uh, certainly semifinals preview based on, on what we've seen and should be a heck of a game because of that. I always love these number one versus number two games, the classicers, as they say in Germany, or, or you know, the classicos, as they say, you know, elsewhere. So the, these are the games to live for, and I'm excited for that. Yeah. All right. We're all looking forward to it. Alex Gange Ruzik, uh, you. You know, you, you hit it, you hit a home run again. Every time you come on, you hit it out of the park. So we appreciate that. What are you working on? Oh, I got a couple, uh, couple stories. Obviously, it was the Canadian Championship final this week here in Vancouver, which was awesome. Got some, you know, CPL stories, some pretty cool stories uh, from across the league. So a lot, a lot of local stuff as usual. All right. And uh, campl.ca, is that where we're directing people? That and onesoccer.ca is where you can uh, find me mostly these days. Awesome. All right, Alex, have a good one. Pleasure as always, Anthony. Appreciate it. Three keys to the match for Forge heading into this game against Pacific. I'm 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 looking forward to it. I mean, it's going to be a good one. Key number one for Forge FC: early testing. As I mentioned, Pacific two young keepers in Gazdov and Basket. Um, they have to be tested early. Pacific has been a goal scoring juggernaut. We understand that, but they do concede. Um, and their keepers just, uh, they haven't proven to be difference makers yet. Test them early. Hit the target early. Let them know it's going to be a long night. Early testing, key number one for Forge. Key number two for Forge FC, dictate. Forge has to implement their style of play, which is its possession, its discipline, it's organized, it's patient. It's almost like a quick game of chess. 
right? When you're playing Forge FC, do not let Pacific turn this into some kind of track meet where you're exchanging blows back and forth. Dictate the pace. It's your game. It's your stadium. It's your home. You need to be in control. Dictate key number two. Key number three for Forge FC. And this kind of goes, this, this kind of, um, it just packages the main point together here. Key number three, first blood. Forge has had to play catch up far too many times this season. Now they have been successful in terms of earning points despite playing from behind, which is great. You got You have to win different ways if, if you're going to be successful. Uh, but it's not sustainable, right? And it also, it takes away um, from the game plan. You know, it leads to uncharacteristic mistakes. You start kind of, you know, there, there, there's an urgency. There has to be when you're trailing. It's just natural. And when you're playing with a deficit and all of a sudden you start forcing things, that's where mistakes come. So in this match, with the stakes being uh, what they are, knowing who your opponent is, the first goal will go a long way in determining which club dictates the pace. Those are your three keys. And you are ready. You're ready for Saturday. If you don't have a ticket, you're not completely ready, but get that ticket and you will be completely ready for Forge Pacific, a likely CPL final preview, just based on the numbers. I'm not making a prediction. I'm just saying it's likely based on what we're looking at this season. Um, and you can get an early glimpse at that, uh, that matchup. There it is. There you have it. Keep it locked onto the Forge Audio Network because following... The match between Pacific and Forge, we go live for the match in review. Now, the way you can watch is you can get on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, get on your Forge uh, social channels. Uh, well, those three specifically, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And uh, you can watch the match in review live. The second you hear that final whistle, log on and you will, you will, you will see me. Whether you, whether you want to or not. Oh, I guess you could cover the screen or something if that's if my face is offensive. It's understandable. Uh, but you, you can at least listen immediately following this match. It's going to be a good one. There, there's, there's no way it can't be. So enjoy. I'll be there, and I hope to see you there. Forge FC is prepared, and now you are informed. This has been Match Day Preview with Anthony Urcioli on the Forge Audio Network. Subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.